This podcast is brought to you by the letter W. W for Wankel, W for Wednesday, which is the day the podcast is recorded, and W for Week, referring to the content of said podcast. How is everyone? That's good, good to hear. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned last week when I was going through all my different like rental car and legal battles that I've been going through over the last um, couple of weeks. Um, but going back to my previous discussion about having uh, both a good and bad run-in with the law um, in the space of a 24-hour period, uh, the the good part um, when I when I had to go and give a witness statement about an accident that I'd seen and dealt with a very very nice guard, which is I know people are going to say, well, he's obviously nice because you were helping him out, but whatever, he was a nice guy. A couple of days later, got a fucking letter through the door to say um, I'd been fined. Uh, I think it was forty euro, but still annoying less. For parking on double yellow lines outside said guard station. Now this is Terran Euro guard station. If anyone's familiar with it, um, there is no parking within the grounds of the of the of the station. Uh, it, it's out on it to a main road, which has double yellow lines up and down it. Um, but there is a, li- a there was a small piece of footpath, I suppose, with double yellow lines. It was the only place there was, so I parked there. Not not obstructing anyone, still plenty of room on the footpath for people to walk by, not blocking any traffic. They didn't mention, you know, hey, is anyone in the guard station? Um, is that your car? Just to let you know, you should probably move it, you know, it shouldn't be parked there. Or, you know, leave a note or anything to say, like, hey, look, you shouldn't park there or anything. No, they just fucking said nothing. And then a few days later, I got a fucking fine. 40 quid for parking on WL lines, even though I was down doing my part for society. And, um... Yeah, fuck, fuck the police. Not all of them. Look, I'm not. Look, some of them are good. Some are good. I just thought I meant to mention that last week, and I don't think I did. What other fucking trivialities have I got into? Oh yeah, um, Saturday. I was working Saturday, which is a bad start. But don't worry. Put down your tiny um, violins. I got Monday off in lieu. But um, working Saturday, flat out. Um, I was doing a delivery to the Royal College of Surgeons. Um, in Dublin, if you're not aware of where that is, um, we've only gone Google Street View, one two three, is it one two three Stephen's Green? That must be what it is. Royal College of Surgeons. We pulled in. I was in our our larger van, which is a Peugeot Citroen Citroen Dispatch Citroen Dispatch. They're all the fucking same. Um, I pulled in. It's a loading bay, piss and rain. Get out. As soon as I get out the door, I can hear. Sound like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Look around to the fucking passenger side, and yep, lo and behold, the passenger side driver, the passenger side front, I should say, uh, tire was completely flat. And I did what I needed to do, came back out to change it. Um, so, for one, it was pissing rain, so I had to kneel down in the wet and fucking miserable, cold, wet rain. You get a jack, a towing eye, and a tire iron, and a little hooky thing for taking the hubcap off the thing, off the wheel. And the only way to crank the jack is you have to use the tire iron. So obviously when you try to do it, there's obviously not enough clearance to do a full turn because um, you end up hitting the, the edge of the tire iron off the ground. So I had to do a half turn each time to get the to get the jack to go up, which took an age in itself. But because I was on a one-way street outside the Royal College of Surgeons um, and it was on the passenger side, uh, I had to stop every like five seconds to let a car pass me by. So yeah, just it was just, just it's just I'm just I'm just venting my motoring 
debacles through this terrible podcast. Um, I don't know who to blame for that, because um, obviously the, the Citroen dispatch, which I've learned is actually called the Citroen Jumpy in most markets. Um, but it's it's one of those, the van, uh, it gets, it's so you get the Citroen Jumpy dispatch. Um, what's the other one? There's be the, the Peugeot, what's they called the Peugeot one? Peugeot Traveller? I'm not sure what the Peugeot version is. It's called the Fiat Scoot, Peugeot Expert, sorry. Fiat Scudo, um, the Toyota High Ace, which is now the Pro Ace, um, the Opel Vauxhall Vivaro, and the Renault Traffic. They're all the same. Um, I'm not sure exactly who who builds them or, or who, who designed them initially. But anyway, whoever put that toolkit together, like, fuck's sake, come on, just give me some sort of device that can allow me to do a continuous crank of the jack. It literally it turns a what will be a 30-second job into a five-minute job. Okay, that's enough of that. I don't have much else to complain about um, this week, surprisingly. Um, so modern news. Well, I suppose I'll complain about this. Um, if you're living in Ireland, um, the RSA, which stands for the Road Safety Authority uh, in this country, um, they deal with fining us for dumb shit that really doesn't matter. And they've increased all the fines for uh, traffic uh, violations. Um, so yeah, just another money grab. Um, they'll they'll try and claim that like, oh, you know, road debts are down X Y Z, which you know, look, obviously that's a good thing, a reduction in road debts. But how much of that data takes into account the fact that in the last twenty thirty years, cars have become incredibly safer than they were in the past? Like, I'm not saying people don't die in road cra- road crashes these days, but you're far less likely to die in a car crash these days than you would have 20, 30 years ago. Um, I'm not saying the roads shouldn't be policed, but some of the things you can get fined for and get done for are just ludicrous. And now they're just increasing the fines to make things make things more difficult for the common man. Because not like everything else is getting cheaper. Um, so yeah, so if, when you get done doing 66 kilometers an hour in a 60, um, that'll be I don't know, I didn't look up I don't want I didn't want to press myself but I assume it was eighty quid before it's probably gone up to a hundred hundred plus something ridiculous like that again fuck the police not all of them actually I don't even know the RSA well the police enforce these these rules you know you, you, if you want to become a member of the the uh, the law and order um, you do have to willing be willing to take on enforcing the bullshit laws so again I'm not gonna we need a police force but you know. It's why I couldn't be one. There's too many bullshit laws that I couldn't enforce. Um, so yeah, look, we need a police force and I'm glad there are people who are willing to do the job, but I'm going to start rambling about that shit now and let's talk about some actual proper car stuff. Um, what's, what's 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 going on? Um, oh, the synthetic fuel argument. Argument. Well, so I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that um, the German transport minister was was going, hey, hey to the EU, let's um let's let's have a look here at you know synthetic carbon neutral fuels um, before we go and do a blanket ban of internal combustion engines from twenty thirty five, um, and it's kind of gathering pace now. There was a, a meeting between him and then transport ministers from Italy, the Czech Republic, Poland, Romania, Hungary, and Slovakia. Um, I don't think we'd get who is our Eamon Rice at our Transport Ministry, Transport Minister for Ireland. Oh, it is Eamon Ryan. Um, he's obviously not going to be getting on board with that because he's a twig eating. He's 
an idiot. He's an idiot. He was in my house. He had a cup of tea in my house. My dad used to be a member of the Green Party before it went full Fianna Fáil. Um, he was a proper Green Partyist where he did believe in this eating tree bark. Um, but yeah, I think we can all... Eamon Ryan's not going to get involved in this, put it that way. Sorry, this, again, this is this is a terrible podcast. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to be gathering some pace because... It, it, there's, it, that's, that's the problem with, with legislation when it comes in for the motoring world it's always just a, qu- a quick sweep and worry about the consequences afterwards and this one is definitely the, the word like we can't just eradicate the combustion engine it makes no sense especially with carbon neutral fuels so I'm glad the discussion is gathering pace and, and hopefully something comes of it um, like obviously EVs have their place as well um, and like you know if, if they want to bring in like a blanket ban that combustion engine cars can't be used within X amount of kilometers of a city center. I'm okay with that, to be honest with you. Clean air within the cities um, and, you know, quiet uh, electric motoring within the cities. Fine. You know, I mean, I'm just glad there's a discussion being had and it's gathering pace. So more more power to them with that one. Um, Some actual car news. Um, There's a new 5 Series on the way in October, which will be interesting to see what that looks like. Obviously, BMW's design language is being questionable at best of recent. Um, and the current 5 Series, which I don't know the, the model code, I, I kind of stopped paying attention after they stopped using E numbers, went to Gs and Fs and all sorts. Um, but the current one, whatever the current one is called, um, G90, whatever the fuck. Um, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, because the current one, it's a good-looking car. Um, and no doubt it's a great car to drive, although it's massive. Um, but yeah, so there'll be a new fives in October, and then f- uh, following in twenty twenty four, it'll be the i five, which will be the electric version of the five series, and then there will be some form of i five M. Um, hopefully, there will be an M five. I'm sure there will be, but yeah, interesting. Um, the five series has a has a dear place in my heart. Um, I've had two of them, E thirty nine, both of them, which I'll probably have another at some point. Um, but I've always I love all the five series. Um even the one that came before the current one which is a bit bleh but they're all they're all good they're all the five series if i was getting a would that be a e segment it would be wouldn't it yeah if i was getting an e seg- yeah, a segment car it would always be a five series and um, so let's look forward to that october it'll be around before we know it um for a new five series uh zenvo them of that car which i can't remember the name the mad supercar the danish company with the, the one that has the rear wing that moves when you steer um, they're going to bring out a new car um, they've only released some vague details about it for, so far it's going to be called the Zenvo Aurora as in Borealis um, but the main thing they brought out is that it's going to be powered by a 6 litre twin turbo V12 um, so I just thought I'd mention that um, again something to look forward to more V12s because obviously Lamborghini um, have obviously announced that their uh, Aventador replacement will have a 6.5 litre V12 with a bit of hybrid gubbins attached to it um, and since then they've released uh, pictures of the naked chassis um, which they're calling the mono fuselage because it's got something to do with aeronautical technology um, but it looks it's an interesting piece of packaging it looks quite compact um, and obviously it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a mono shell say similar to a la, um, uh, what McLaren would use um, so it should be light and strong um, and yeah uh, I'm more of a Ferrari man than a Lamborghini man. Um, I don't think there's any Lamborghini I think I'd really ever 
own in some sort of strange hypothetical life that I don't live. Um, but this, look, a new V12 mid-engine supercar um, is interesting enough and it'll be interesting to see what this will be like when we see the finished article. Speaking of V12s, uh, again, um, I finished off, I think, last week's podcast for talking about the Puro Sangue and how the embargo had lifted so all the journals would have released their videos and articles um, and I hadn't read, read anything or watched anything since then. Um, but I have now I'm fucking hell me. I, I said I was going to stop doing these after work um, I literally did a long day in work today in the pissings of rain went for a run a little bit of a humble brag there just you know throw that in there but just to say like I'm quite exhausted and clearly my brain doesn't work right someday I'll do this with a clear head and a proper bit of research but anyway I'm getting off topic um, surprise surprise the Puro Sangue is a pretty decent car um, is it worth 400 grand I think anyone who's buying one that won't even come into the equation um, if I was in the if I was in the market for a sporty overly priced SUV although Ferrari are refusing to call it an SUV um, I would have a Puro Sangue it's got a V12 it's a Ferrari it drives great apparently um, what more do you need to know yeah I even think it looks kind of good in a, in a kind of the good thing about Ferrari is like they don't do they don't do retro. They don't do conformity. They just do... They're quite forward-thinking when it comes to their design language, which doesn't always work, but I think this, again, for what it is, I quite like it. Do I think it's better than a an FF or a GTC4 Luso or whatever the fuck that thing was called? Mm, obviously, on a practical level, it is. It's got more... It's got real rear seats and more um, boot space, but whatever. They're cool. Um, F1 this weekend uh, it'll be in Jeddah to continue the Middle Eastern tour um, in Saudi Arabia the crazy dangerous high speed street track um, that we saw last year or would this be the third year of it third year yeah because it finished off well it was at the tail end of the 2021 season it was in the early part of the 22 season and now it's in the early part of this season again um, hopefully hopefully there will be a closer fight um, compared to what we had in Bahrain where Red Bull just ran away with it. Um, unfortunately, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari probably won't be involved because Charles Leclerc is going to be taking a grid penalty for whatever happened to his engine last time. I know they changed his control electronics before the race and they probably have to change them again because of whatever happened to him in Bahrain. That means he has to take a grid penalty because he can only use two and he's already already used two now. Um, so like yeah getting an engine penalty within the second race must be some sort of record oh Ferrari um, yeah so I think I know it's too early to be making these judgments but I think Alonso's my horse this year um, it'd be great to see if he can just him and Aston can keep keep this um, gravy train going that they've had since testing and the opening round and at least at least poke Red Bull uh, a little bit but yeah I'd be, I'd be highly surprised if Anything other than a Red Bull uh, front row lockout from qualifying and a Red Bull 1-2. Um, but we shall see. Maybe someone can beat Checo, um, but Max will just run off into the distance. Um, another most important news, um, the, the World Rally Championship is back this weekend, Rally Mexico. I don't know if we have any wild cards um, in this one. I don't know if Ogier is back for this one. Um, and we definitely don't have Craig Breen for this one. Um but yeah, I do love a bit of WRC, um, so it'd be nice to see 
um, if unfortunately, as I mentioned previously, the coverage is pretty terrible, but I will try and keep my finger on the pulse, although it is St. Patrick's weekend, um, so there will be a supreme amount of drinking done from Friday probably through until Sunday, um, but I will try and keep my finger on the pulse of the motorsport that's going on over the weekend. Um, I'm going to wrap this up now because it's been extra terrible. Um, I don't think it's been particularly long. 16 minutes. Jeez, that's the shortest one I've ever done. Um, so I'll wrap up with my normal um, run of things that I do at the end. Um, classify find of the week. Is it actually still for sale? I should double check. Um, oh, yep, it is. Um, it's a 1996, the year I was born, don't say it too loud. Um, a 1996 Citroen CX for four and a half thousand euro, which seems incredibly good value considering the market these days. It's a 2.2 liter petrol uh, manual with 74,000 kilometers on it. It's NCT'd until March next year. Um, I'm not sure about specs on CXs. Um, I'm not don't have an encyclopedic um, encyclopedic knowledge of them, but I think this might be. One of the more basic specs. It's a lovely kind of grey cloth. It's great. Now the front end and the rear end do look like slightly different shades of silver. Um, so maybe it's a cut and shut. But it does say it's had new um, hydro pneumatic spheres fitted. So the the um, suspension should be tip top. Um, as I said, it does have a, a year's worth of NCT. So they obviously haven't seen anything to be uh, too worried about. Obviously, yeah, it has McLaren F1 um, wing mirrors. Um, although no, they came on the Citroen CX first. I'm being pedantic. Um, so it's a CX T 2.2 TRS. I don't know what the TRS stands for. Um, but yeah, that looks like a unless it's a cut and shut, or it's just it's just 1980s French paint. Um, or it could even be the lighting of the pictures. But um, I probably really should go and have a look at this. Where is it? It's in Meath. I have it saved. Um, oh sorry, it's in Enniscorthy in Wexford. Um. That seems like a bargain to me. I think that's one of my best classified finds of the week so far. Um, have a look yourself. It's on done deal. Citroen CX 1986. And um, for €4,500 with 72,000 kilometers on it and a year's NCT. Answer manual. Um, my YouTube channel, I'll recommend to you this week, um, Chain Bear. Um, he does motorsport, but mostly F1 videos. Um, mostly explainers about the technical side. He, he kind of delves into the politics a bit here and there and, and the racing. Uh, very well thought out very well presented very well researched videos with he, he puts um, these animations on top of them to explain stuff and um, he does stuff for the layman who's coming in you know with, for for new information on f1 but he also makes stuff for nerds like myself who've been watching it for years and um, he hasn't posted anything in a couple of months but he did say he was taking a break over the winter um because he's he was flat out and he probably will be flat out again once he starts uploading again but check him out chain bear on youtube um great great content for motorsport and mostly f1 if you're new to f1 it's a good one to check out he has loads of stuff there that will explain shit to with shit to that which you probably don't understand and um, so if you have any questions about formula one it might be a good source to get the answers you're looking for and then last but not least my song recommendation and um, it's not a new song it's a song that came out um uh, when did it come out? 2001. Came, it was released on. It's probably why it's not as known as it should be. It was released on September 11, 2001. Um, but it's a great song um, by two titans of the hip hop world. Um, it's a song called Renegade. It was on Jay Z's Blueprint album, and um, but it features Eminem. And 
yeah so if you you were like what jay-z and eminem did a song together yes they did maybe you're aware of it and but you probably haven't listened to it in nearly 20 years go back and listen to it it's amazing um no, look it's probably not the greatest song that either jay-z or eminem have done respectively but it's a great track the two by two great artists um two hip-hop artists which obviously are juxtaposed not because of their skin color but jay-z is famed for you know just jumping into the the, the mic booth and just spitting out rhymes as they come to him not writing anything down whereas eminem is the flip opposite who's known for writing down everything that comes into his head um and a, a coffee table book of Eminem's notebooks would be a, a great thing. Maybe it already exists. I don't know. Right, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm I'm really this is very terrible, more terrible than usual. Um, so terrible it's actually quite short compared to most of my rambly bullshit podcasts. Um, so yeah, I'll be uh, I, at some point I will get a proper microphone. I will do proper research, and this won't and it won't be a rambling mess. Um, but I'm going to keep up the consistency until I get to that point. Anyway. Um, so thank you to anyone who has been listening you're lovely people Uh, be safe, be well, enjoy the Patrick's weekend and um, I'll talk to you again soon bye